So a virus is something that um, it attacks a, a host organism, and then it hijacks the, gen- the genetic DNA of whatever that organism is. So what it does is it alters it. It changes it from the way it was intended, from what it was supposed to be. And it, it, it alters God's design. I mean, the, the, way, the way God designed it, it, decided, it changes it. Well, in this series, Virus, we've been talking about something that we're calling a, a spiritual virus, and, and the reason we're using this term is to help us get a grasp of it, make it something we can grab hold of, and we're, we believe that this virus has invaded and hijacked the God-given spiritual design of people. Um, I think most likely we've all been affected by this. And this virus is something that affects our thinking, and what it does is causes an attitude of ineptitude that makes us focus on what we lack instead of what we have to leverage in life. Now, the the simple term for this is a poverty mentality, a poverty mentality. Last week, we talked about very specifically what it does to us. It, It turns you into a slave. And this week, we're going to talk about a a heart test, one of the ways that you can check yourself to see if you you have this virus. You've already started thinking, if you've been here the last couple weeks, um, well, some of the things we've said and the mention, and that if you have this, you you probably have said this or thought this. So you might be recognizing already, well, here's this one way we're going to talk about today as a test we can do, just an additional thing. Now, next week, we're going to talk about prevention which is a big, big deal. And so make sure you want, you want to be here for that one. It's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very helpful. It's been helpful to me for sure. Um, I, like maybe many of you, I don't really like going to the doctor. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why. You know, one is the waiting room. Um, another is, of course, you think, man, this is probably going to cost me. Um, I don't like having tests done because... If you go and have some sort of test done, let's say they draw your blood, well, then they might find out there's something's wrong with you. And I really just rather not know that most of the time. I don't know if I just you know, pretend it's not there. I, I just kind of you know, set it aside. Well, then maybe, maybe it'll go away on its own. Now, I, I might be the only one in the room that feels that way, but I'm just like, I try, you know, you avoid the test. I don't want to go to this. I don't want to go to that. Maybe, maybe if I just don't address it, I don't, have, I don't go see the doctor about it. I don't get it tested. Then I won't have to change anything. Now, we know that if we're honest with ourselves, it's best to take a test. You're having some physical symptoms. It is the best thing for you to go and take a test. Testing, as we all know, saves people's lives when they detect something early. Well, when it comes down to it, we really, I believe, all want to live long and healthy, but sometimes, kind of like Chad, you just don't want to go get things tested, and you kind of have to be pushed, and that's something that family and friends can help with. Hey, you've been having this problem for a long, let, 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 let's get it looked at. Now, the last two weeks, we've been giving you indicators of the spiritual virus, poverty mentality. Today, we're going to show you a test you can do yourself, kind of a at-home or wherever you are test you can take to see if you have this virus. Now, if it comes up positive, it's 100% certain you have it. It's not one of those, oh, 50% accuracy tests, okay? This test for a poverty mentality is 100% accurate. Everybody who's ever tried it, it's come, if it's come back positive, it's been there. It's been something operating in your life. Now, 
The symptoms of this spiritual virus we're talking about shows up in the things you think and do. It shows up in our actions, our thoughts, and our lives. The virus itself is a heart problem. It's a a virus in our spiritual heart, the center of our existence. Just like your physical heart needs to be healthy to have a strong physical life, well, your spiritual heart needs to be healthy, disease-free, virus-free to be strong so your life is blessed. Now, we want to look at one scripture about the heart in the context of how we're talking about it today. Jesus said this, you are to love God with every passion of your heart. This was his number one answer when he was asked, what's life all about? What's the greatest commandment? And so he went right to the heart and he said, you've got to love God with all of your being, the essence of who you are. Now, you can easily administer, grade, and interpret this test and see if you pop positive for this virus in your heart. Now, If you realize you have it, we want to see you free. We want to see you cured, and we're doing our best in this series to help you get there. So we we find this test in the Bible in Malachi chapter 3, and I I want you to know that if you you take this test and it's like, oh my gosh, I I, I pop positive to it, it doesn't mean you're a horrible, awful person. It doesn't mean that everything, you know, great, you can't go to church anymore because you're the bad. That, it means none of that. But it just simply means that your original design has been hijacked and you've been suffering. All right, so here, let's take a look at it. In Malachi chapter 3, there's a guy, actually, his name was Malachi, and he was one of the prophets back, way back in that day. And so he was, he was talking to a group of people and telling them what God said. So we're going to start here in uh, verse 8. Will a man rob or defraud God? Yet you rob and defraud me. But you say, in what way do we rob or defraud you? So he's saying, here's what God's telling you. You're robbing from God. You're defrauding God. And then he tells them what they're thinking. But you're thinking, what? What are you talking about? How? I'm not, what? I'm not robbing from God. Are you crazy? So he's, he's, he knows what they're thinking. And one of the great things about the Bible is we get to read and we get to see how other people did. Um, maybe I'm the only one in here. I, man, it's hard to even admit that I might be this person. Um, we get to see the results of other people's tests. I mean, have you, have you ever been in the doctor's office or somewhere, and you're looking around the, the waiting room and like, I wonder what they got, <laughs> you know? Or, or, or maybe the doctor has set something on the counter. Maybe they step out of the room for a second, or you see something, you're like, what does that say on there? What does this person have? You know, you, we, we kind of somehow we want to know, well, the great thing about the Bible is we get to see. We're getting to see how these people that Malachi is talking to, um, how they did and how they fared. We're getting to see if they had this poverty mentality or not. So he gives them their test results right off the bat. He says, you're, you're defrauding and robbing God. And imagine yourself at the, in the doctor's office and he walks into the room and he says, hey, I want you to brace yourself. I've got some bad news. You have poverty mentality. You've got this spiritual virus. The results are in and you are definitely infected. Now, you might be thinking just like these folks did here that we're reading about. What? How can this be? Are you sure I mean, are you sure that you didn't contaminate the, you know, the test somehow? Do your results really, do the, does the test really prove that? Um, when I, I went through training, uh, chaplain training for the police department, 
several years ago, there's one thing they taught us, or they, several, but there's one in particular. They said, when you're delivering bad news to people, which sometimes we have to, they say, be very direct and very clear. So there's no mistake. And people need that. It's important. Like, okay. And it looks like God trained Malachi maybe kind of the same way because he keeps talking because he says, hey, you've defrauded God, you've robbed God, and then he tells them, here's how I know. You have withheld your tithes and offerings. He is very blunt, very direct, very straight to the point. Here's one way that you and I can test. We can test ourselves the same way. Uh, to see if we have been infected with a poverty mentality, focusing on what we lack instead of what we have to leverage. And here it is. Are you bringing your, and I, would, if it, I think it would even be best to scratch out, if this is in your notes, scratch out that word your and put the. Are you bringing the tithe and giving your offerings to God 100% of the time, yes or no? Go ahead and take a second and circle, yes or no. You can hide your results from everybody else. They don't need to see. Because you know, you were like, what did they put? What did they put? They don't need to know. Uh, so the HIPAA law is in effect right now. You just kind of keep it, keep it to yourself. Now, if you have been infected with this virus, you have to circle no. You, you know that no is the answer. Maybe you, didn't, maybe you didn't really circle it, but you know that's what the, the case is. It's like, um, it's that cut and dried. It's that simple. It's that direct. These results are 100% accurate 100% of the time. If your answer to this question is no, you have been affected with the poverty mentality. There's, there's no, other, no way around it. Both the tithes and offerings are indicators, kind of like the cell counts in your blood work, you know, that tell what you have, what you don't have, whether you're healthy or not. And um, that's what this is like. Uh, now, you might be sitting there today saying, well, I'm not really sure what you're even talking about. I've never heard about this before. That, that's okay. Stick with us for a few minutes. We're going to explain it just in case you, you aren't aware, you didn't know this existed. Um, and uh, we want to make a statement right here that's very, another very clear, very direct statement. Listen carefully. We mean this with 100% of our hearts. If you come to Ignite Church and you never give a dime, you never bring God your tithe. You never give an offering. We think it's gonna, you're going to struggle, but we want you to come. If you never come, you never give anything, we want you to come. Talking to when he says these things, 100% from our hearts. Now, the people that Malachi is talking to when he says these things, they knew exactly how they should be living their lives. They had been taught this for their whole life. They, they had been taught to live in such a way that they were healthy, and they were free from what we're calling a poverty mentality. Malachi, Malachi goes on to point out the problem with this phrase. He says, you have withheld. You have something, and you've withheld it. They are withholding what they knew belonged to God. So a person who withholds from God will always lack. If we withhold from God, we'll always lack. Look at Proverbs 24. One person gives freely yet gains even more. This is a person who doesn't withhold. They're giving and doing what God wants them to do, and they have even more. Another withholds unduly. They hold back what is God's. And what's the result? They come to poverty. If we withhold, we come to poverty. Now, be sure you get this, please. The spiritual virus of poverty mentality thrives 
in an environment when you are holding things back from God. If I hold things back from God, it's like throwing gasoline on a fire, making it even worse, allowing this spiritual virus of poverty mentality to thrive in my life. Now, there's all sort of ways in which God wants us to serve him and give him our lives and whatever. Well, money is the easiest place to see if this virus is operating in our life. Now, remember, the virus is in the heart and shows up in thoughts and actions. And the, uh, the, the uh, results are devastating. They can damage people so badly. Look at the next verse, verse 9. This is, again, God speaking through Malachi the prophet. You, the people, are suffering under a curse, yet you, the whole nation, are still robbing me. God's saying, you guys know what's up. You know what you should be doing, and you are suffering from this virus. You know the cure, the preventative measures, but you keep fostering this environment where this virus can thrive and plague you and hurt you. It's, it's like somebody suffering from lung problems who won't quit smoking. You know, everybody who knows and loves them says, man, you're killing yourself. You got to quit, but they, they won't quit smoking. That's God's heart for his people thousands of years ago and today as well. Do you hear his heart? It's like God's almost pleading, saying, you're putting yourself into this cursed position. You're, you're putting yourself into suffering. Stop for your sake. Stop damaging yourself. So how, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of this poverty mentality? We've been talking about it through these weeks, and we're just going to keep giving you a little bit more. Uh, what steps can we take to get rid of this spiritual virus that clouds and diminishes every moment of our lives? Well, Malachi keeps talking, and he gives the answer, and we're going to read it here. Uh, I want to give you another important note. What we're about to read, it works when it's done with the heart that's drawing close to God, because this is mostly about your heart. Um, the number one thing that God wants from us is our, our heart. So a, a duty-only mentality, when we read this, a duty-only, it's it, it kind of like lessens the cure. It, it, it's, it won't be as effective, and, and you'll probably end up back with the virus again. Now, it is possible. It is possible to bring tithes and offerings to God and still have a poverty mentality, though it's much, much less likely. And what we're about to talk, talk about is the beginning step, the, the starting place of the cure. Now, we want you to apply the entire series to your life. So please, if you've missed some, go back and listen because there's several, there several things. This is one. Here we go. The starting place of the cure to this poverty mentality. This is Malachi 3.10. Bring one-tenth of your income into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Again, this is God talking. The, the, the storehouse was a, a special place in the temple where they collected money, and it provided for the day-to-day, the day-to-day operations. It provided for the, if we talk about it in today's terms, it provided for the staff. And um, the modern-day version of the storehouse is the church. He keeps talking. He says, test me in this way, says the Lord of armies. See if I won't open the windows of heaven for you. And flood you with blessings. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that even more in the coming weeks. But um, it's not the ten percent that prompts God's blessing. 
God doesn't really need money. He doesn't need it. He owns everything anyway. It's not the 10% that brings blessing. It's the faith in giving the 10% that connects you and opens you up and brings you to God's blessing. It starts you on that healthy road and, uh, to, to uh, a free life, a healthy life, to get rid of this virus. Choosing to, tr- uh, to trust God's direction, to believe in God's direction in your heart, that's, that's faith. The number one thing God wants, the number one most important part of your entire existence is your heart. Now, here's how this works. Here's how bringing tithes and offerings to God ties in with your heart. Um, number one, if, if you don't want to have anything to do with God, well, that, that's about your heart and you're out. Well, but here's how it can help get you there. Your heart follows your treasure. 100% true. And it's proven. Your heart follows your treasure. We're going to read it in the Bible, and then I'm going to give you another example, too. Matthew 6, 21, this is Jesus himself speaking, and he says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Every person in this room treasures money to some degree. Some degree. We, we treasure money. We need it. It's, we use it to keep the lights on. We use it. It's a big part of our lives. And if you bring your tithes and give your offerings to God, then your heart begins to go towards and follow and connect to God. It draws you and your energy and your love and your desires to God. The more you put your money, something you treasure, it's a physical thing. This is one of the easiest places to see this. Um, is when you bring your money, this thing that's important to you, and you put it somewhere, all of a sudden that somewhere or that someone or that something gets more of your focus. It gets more of your attention. It gets more of your heart. Here's Here's another way. Imagine with me, whether you've ever done this or not, just imagine that tomorrow you call up a stockbroker and you say, hey, I want to buy 1,000 shares of XYZ stock. And they're like, all right, here you go. Here's how much it is. Boom, you drop the money. And now you own 1,000 shares of this stock. What will you begin to do? You will begin, whether you understand it or not, you'll start turning to those business channels or you'll go online and you'll watch these little numbers go across the screen from the stock market or you'll watch these numbers change and be like, okay, there's my stock. All right, is it going up or down? Up or down today, is it up or down? You'll start paying attention to it. it you put your thousand uh, shares worth of money into that stock and now it, it just it sucked you right in. It, you got drawn into what's happening where it's going. You start to pay attention to that company and you start to say, oh, maybe, you know, it pulls you to it. Where you put your treasure, your heart follows. Same thing is true when you begin to put what you treasure towards God, when you begin to give it and bring it to God. It brings you near. And folks, near to God is where you are the most fulfilled and the most blessed in life. The closer you get, the more blessed and fulfilled you are. Your quality of life, not not stuff, but real meaningful life hinges on whether you are getting closer to or further away from God. This virus of poverty mentality always pulls you away. No, I I have to put my 
keep my, I have to withhold my because I need. And it's all about what I lack because I won't have enough. So then your heart turns from God to you. You turn your heart to other stuff. Your, your heart begins to turn because you're putting your treasure in other things. That, this is why we want to test for this. Because you want to draw close to God, it's in our best interest to do so. Now, I always want, while I don't like to go to the doctor, um, I don't ever want to have anything tested because they might tell me I got to change something. Um, The truth is, when we do go and they do tell you those things, well, I want the doctor to be direct. I do want them to give that cut and dry, here's the way it is. Be clear with me, doctor. Let's not just, well, maybe we'll do that. No, I don't want to maybe. I want to know how do I take care of this problem. And so that's kind of the mindset we're taking, and we want to follow and be specific about what Malachi was saying. First off, he says, we bring tithes. We bring tithes. A tithe was a fraction of their income. One-tenth of your gross income is your tithe, and that belongs to God. And so you may have it, but it belongs to him, so you're bringing it back to God. Look at Leviticus chapter 27. This is God speaking through Moses. Every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees, is the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. And so God is saying, your first 10%, really, it's mine. It's a holy thing. It'll put you in a position of blessing. So God already owns the tithe. The question is, will we bring it back to him so he can use it for his kingdom and bless it and bless us as well. I had a friend who uh, years ago, he had a habit. He'd get paid. He'd write his tie check, and he had a key to the church. He'd come up, and he'd drop it in that box. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he didn't care. He said, Ed, I just, I just don't want that 10% that belongs to God. I stick it in my checking account any longer than it is, has to. Well, uh, the attitude behind it, I just love that because he was honoring that tie, that 10%. Now, some people say that tithing is Old Testament law, doesn't apply today, and it's just not in the New Testament, and so that that's, doesn't really apply. Well, actually, it does appear in the New Testament in a couple places, and we want to look at one today. Now, the context of this verse is really interesting. It's a real kind of spiritual, symbolic passage in the book of Hebrews, and the context here is the idea of Jesus in heaven and us on earth And as we give, pardon me, as we bring our tithe to God, there's a heavenly reaction. Look at this verse from Hebrews chapter 7. Here, mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Obviously talking about Jesus. And so it's this cool, uh, just really spiritual picture that, When we bring tithes, here it says to mortal men, when you bring tithes to the church so it can be used for God, when you do that, there's a sense in which in heaven, Jesus is receiving that. You could say the bank of heaven is on earth. It's the church. And as we bring our tithes, Jesus receives back from us. So Jesus receives our tithes. God wanted us to see that because it's so important. It's just amazing when you pause and think about it, that me bringing my tithe to God, that does something in heaven that Jesus takes notice that in some way he receives him. It's just, just amazing. Now, here's another way we can proactively fight this virus. We give 
offerings. Malachi started off by saying, you're withholding tithes and offerings. Now, an offering is something we give over and above the tithe. So it's beyond that 10%. Uh, a person or something, uh, the parking lot, equipment, a project the church is doing, and God just puts it in a person's heart. Uh, sometimes people give an offering just because. Uh, just because God's really touched their heart recently and they just want to show him love. Sometimes people go through a tough time and they pray and, and God comes through and they're like, I just got to show my thanks somehow. I'm, I'm just going to give an offering. Uh, it just, it's just a really cool, cool thing. I mentioned the parking lot a while ago. There, there's people without being asked who are giving to the parking lot fund because it's just in their heart to give an offering toward that. It's just such a blessing and privilege and fun to have an income so that I can bring God's tithe back to him and then give offerings over and above that. Just last week, I had a cool conversation. I talked to a person who's a business owner, and we got to talking about money. And here's what the business owner said to me. Ed, I'm just working hard in my business, and I'm really wanting to, to make more and more money so I can give more and more money. And I just, that just made my day because that's the heart of God in us wanting to participate in what he's doing. So our, our next steps are this. The first one is this, check your heart. Check your heart. Take the test. It's really, really easy to do. As a matter of fact, you don't have to wait. Uh, some of you didn't circle anything because I was watching. Um, <laughs> but uh, go ahead, take the test. Now, you know, you already, you already know the answer to it. Maybe it's yes, maybe it's no. Uh, but ask yourself, am I bringing the tithe back to God, and am I giving offerings as God asks? So yes or no. Um, and if, either way, I, I guess if it's a no, but even if it's a yes, the next step is this, commit to tithe, whatever it takes. And if it was a no, commit to start tithing whatever it takes. Start bringing your 10% to God. And I know, I know what goes through our minds. Well, you know, the, the preachers just want your money. And they're going to come up with a cool way to tell us the way that, you know, that we should bring it. I'm telling you, um, that's why we start out by saying, you don't ever have to give a dime as far as we're concerned. We're going to love you. We're going to do the same. It's not going to change what we do. But for your sake, you don't want this virus in your life. God doesn't want this in your life. So take the test. And then if you're like, okay, here's what I need to do, make the commitment. Um, it might take some lifestyle changes. It might take lifestyle changes because you have made poor financial decisions and you already spend as much as you make or more. And you might say, well, I, gotta, I can't do that. Well, yeah, you can. It just means you are going to have to change. It means you will have to change something you do, but it's worth it to be healthy. Um, just, just last night, actually, um, Diana and I went, and she needed some new shoes. Um, her feet are bothering her, and, and she's like, Man, I, I need a new pair of shoes. Okay, well, let's, let's go. So we make the trip, and we go, and you know, she's looking for shoes, and like, man, these, you know, these shoes cost, X, you know, this, I don't know. I'm like, look, um, and I even told, these words came out of my mouth, we are not going to have a poverty mentality tonight. <laughs> what I want you to get are what you need, is what you need. 
whatever shoes you need. I don't care what they cost. Let's get the ones that are going to make you feel better. They're going to be best for you. Let's get those. And so uh, we did. And we got, we got those. That, that's the way we need to look at this. No matter what it takes, I am going to be free of this. I am going to have this healthy thing. By the way, God can do with more with the 90% or if you give offerings less than 90% that you still have than you could have, than you could have done with that 100% plus the credit cards you use. God can do more with that. I, for you, I'm talking about. I promise you I've experienced this. Um, it's 100% the way we live our life. The next thing is this. Ask God if he wants you to give an offering above the tithe. Um, yep. Ask God if he wants you to give something more. God, okay, I'm there. I'm committed to bring my, my first 10% to you. Do you want anything else? Because you can have it. And these things begin to drive out that poverty mentality, and they will quite literally change the way your life. They will draw your heart closer to God. And as we're going to find out as we continue in this series, they, they set you up for and bring you closer to the blessings of God. So you and I can live without this soul-crushing, life-sucking virus if we'll take this test seriously and with God's help, follow through. Now, next week, we're going to talk about a way to prevent this from ever getting close to you again. So it's about virus prevention next week. Now, you might be here today and you're thinking, you know, uh, till just recently, uh, I wasn't somebody who wanted to do anything for God or give anything, money or myself or anything else. But, but recently, God's been touching my heart, and I realize He loves me. He wants the best for me. He wants me to have peace. And I'm ready to connect to God. I'm ready to enter into that permanent relationship with God. If that's you, let's pray. Just however you want to pray this, pray something like this. God, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Jesus, thank you for loving me. God, thank you that you forgive me of my sin. Come into my life, Lord. Come into my life. Be my God, my Savior, my best friend. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If that's you today, there's a green card in a pocket in front of you that says, I've decided, and we want to follow up with you with this incredibly important decision you've made today to give your life to God. All right, y'all stand. We're about to pray. And we just want to say we're so glad you're here. We love you guys and appreciate you so much. I have two things to mention before we leave. First, we'll have prayer teams up here by the stage, as we do every Sunday, to pray for you about anything at all. And then second, remember to give. We got the boxes, the app, online, whatever. Be sure you do that before you leave today. Let's pray. God, thank you that you make things so clear to us, that you want us free of a poverty mentality. You want us to be free and to live in such a way that we see your blessing in our life as a result of us simply doing life your way. So, Lord, I pray for all of us this week that we would be close to you, we'd walk close to you, hear your voice, and have a wonderful time this week loving and serving you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.